0: It's the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights,
1: X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna, A fine pair brought to you by Shane Homes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. I'm really pressed for time today. i got to go pick up my son Brigham from school. Oh, yeah. As soon as I get out of here. Do you mind if we just jump right into it? Does anybody mind? Let's dive hardcore into it. Still got to give you your out of context clip of the show, though.
0: Now for a quick trial I was immediately dismissed as baseball players.
1: So we're not a fan of... The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I recently started to get some gray in my beard. Uh, yeah. And I was sitting with McKenny yesterday, and she's like, you got red in there, too. I was like, what? Red now? That's weird. Yeah. Like, I've never had any red hair. I was mm. kind of blonde when I was little, now I have brown hair. Gray beard, red beard, brown beard. Odd. When you get older, your body just starts doing some weird things, it doesn't sure it? It sure does, yeah. And nobody really prepares you for it. No. You know that we tell the we tell teenagers, uh, adolescents, all about how their bodies are going to change. Yeah, when in they hit puberty. puberty, and yeah, you know, where's the uh, where's the educational <laughs> video for the thirty something? Ho oh, ho! Hey there, sports! Whoa, look at you! Now that you're in your thirties, you may notice your body going through some changes. You might start to get hair in places where there was no hair before, like your ears or your lady nips. Your hair may also start to gray little or
0: go red even your nether region hair.
1: You're gonna have strange aches and pains, especially in your back. And by now, you probably have a bum knee. You might find you dribble a little when you pee, if you can even pee at all. Sometimes you'll fall asleep sitting up.
0: If you're a boy, it may take you a little longer to get your beef piston firing, but there's a pill for that.
1: And if you're a girl, what was formerly a monsoon might now occasionally be a desert. But it's okay, all of this is totally normal. It's all part of growing up.
0: But just know that if you mention any of this to your doctor, they'll tell you to quit all the things you love. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, beer sales saw their biggest dip in sales ever last year.
1: I did see this headline floating around. Yeah, Yeah. Uh,
0: so beer, I guess, has steadily declined in sales every year every year since the seventies.
1: So this wasn't like it peaked during the pandemic and then took a big dip because of that.
0: No, it uh, even beyond the pandemic has just been steadily declining in sales. And when you think about it, actually. I mean, there's a lot more coolers available, so Mm -hmm. coolers saw an increase because, of course, there's all of those different companies that have every type of you know canned beverage now out there. Um, Also, it is still the most popular drink in every province outside of BC and Quebec, though.
1: What's the most popular there? Wine. Ah, of
0: course. Mm -hmm. Which makes perfect sense. Yes, a little bit softer in BC, and (laughs) you know the French
1: like their wine as well. Even with all the craft beer options and stuff, like, is this going by volume or dollar sales?
0: I don't actually know. But Because
1: I could see I mean, I love craft beer, but mm-hmm. it's so expensive that I buy it sparingly, right? Yeah. So
0: Yeah. And I mean it, people who are more health conscious now, beer is not yep. the best option either and so And with the new might-
1: recommendations that's gonna continue to drop.
0: Totally. And I was thinking, I mean, you and I can help with this.
1: Man, I never thought I'd live to see the day when we had beer use, needed a boost, but, but here we are. You wanna make beer sexy? sexy? Ooh. That is a thick Full body
0: oh. could I have a bit more head it was right there I'm sorry I had to get it out of the way
1: okay. oh. should we check the A B V
0: mm. are you an amber or a blonde I like both mm.
1: growler I barely know her Oh, my God. We're straight into dad joke territory. Oh, that's a 10-kid dad joke.
0: <laughs> mm, those are some big jugs, and damn, am I thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> the Beckler and Shawna Podcast.
1: Earlier this week on the show, we were talking about how Formula One has exploded in popularity since this Netflix series, Drive to Survive. Yep. And then you talked about how the Queen's Gambit sparked a huge resurgence in chess. Yeah. What are some other trends throughout pop culture history that have been, like, indirect response to a movie or TV show?
0: Oh, man, there's so many of them.
1: Yeah. What like are some of the big ones?
0: Like, especially, I mean, songs, obviously, are the obvious because so many songs, especially, like, hip-hop songs, have influenced the, the, the alcohols, yeah, you know, and the shoes that people vehicles. are wearing. And yeah. Vehicles, and so that's, that's one that's, I think, most obvious. But then, like... Outside of that, man.
1: I was thinking, like, apparently after the Hunger Games came out, there was a big interest in archery. Yes. Because of Katniss Everdeen.
0: That makes sense. Uh, This is one from way, way back when. I used to love 101 Dalmatians. But do you remember the big fad in Dalmatians after that movie came out?
1: Like people owning Dalmatians? People owning
0: Dalmatians. Uh-huh. There was a that- huge resurgence in people owning Dalmatians. And now you hardly see Dalmatians out and about anymore.
1: It's exciting when you
0: do. It is. But for a while there, a lot of people had Dalmatians. That's true. and that probably happened who had, yeah.
1: With many different types of dogs Yeah. throughout, like, you know, did everyone sure. have... Lassie. Is that, that's exactly what I was thinking.
0: That's a good question. I didn't know. I don't know that one for sure. But Dalmatians. i I I read that it actually did affect hmm. people's ownership of Dalmatians, which is crazy.
1: Another one I thought of, and I wasn't around for this, so I don't know which came first: the trend or the. So when people, when everyone had a CB radio in the seventies, there was a CB radio craze. And everyone was on Citizens Band radio talking to each other. And then there was the song Convoy, there was the movie Convoy. There were like I guess C B radios were featured heavily in Smoky and the Bandit. Oh, that's And funny. I don't know if like those were in response to the trend or if it happened the other way around. Interesting. Uh
0: this is another one. Uh when I watched Italian job as a kid, mm-hmm. I after that wanted a Mini Cooper. Forever. Oh,
1: because they have three in I the movie, right? I still race. want a
0: Mini Cooper. <laughs> that movie has influenced me to this day where I want a Mini Cooper, and it was all because of Italian Job. And I actually read that it increased Mini Cooper sales by a large margin. Oh, I believe it. And it was that movie yeah. alone that did it. I was like, yeah, yeah, because in it, there were the getaway vehicles, so they're super yep. jacked up and badass. And too they had three, I think. They did? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I wanted one, and I still do because of that movie.
1: I was talking to my brother about this. Uh, he's got a pretty good finger on the pulse of pop culture, but he was saying, like, he worked at a bookstore when Marie Kondo's books started coming out and then oh, everybody yeah. was decluttering and right. minimalizing, right? Yeah. And then he he said, like, what about a movie like Indiana Jones probably inspired a lot of kids to want to be archaeologists. That's true. Even though that's not what an archaeologist's job looks like. Oh, there's lots that's of a that. Good point. That
0: happens. I mean, really it happens with just about every movie. Any blockbuster is influencing yeah. people and influencing trends for sure. Or
1: documentaries, yep. you know like he said Blackfish supersized me probably encouraged more people to be vegetarians. True.
0: Yeah.
1: Um or like uh he said the movie or the show Glee sparked a resurgence in, like, glee clubs in school,
0: mm, which just was,
1: you know, really not cool before that. And then yeah. glee came out and people started singing. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All these, yeah. Yeah. We're very susceptible, aren't we? We sure are. We see it on the screen, we're like, that's cool. I want I wanna, that. I want to do that. Give me a Dalmatian
0: and <laughs> a Mini Cooper. The and Shauna Podcast. We've
1: got a few more on the text line here that are, are pretty good. For example, Dungeons & Dragons made a big comeback after Stranger Things.
0: Didn't watch Stranger Things, so wouldn't know, but interesting.
1: The, car- cool. the the boys in Stranger Things are big into Dungeons and Dragons, uh, big into de- and that show was again like a cultural phenomenon. Makes so sense. That one does make sense. Uh, Krista agreed with you about the, the Mini Cooper and Italian job. Yes. Always wanted one. Yes. In the same vein, uh, who else? I didn't get the name here, but they said after Fast and Furious came out, everybody wanted to mod- it to modify cars. But he wanted these souped up. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Import vehicles, and I'm guilty of that too. I was 12 years old when that show came out. Yep. And I wanted a lime green Honda Civic Del Sol, all souped up in the worst way when I was 12 years old. In hindsight, I wouldn't have liked that car. Actually, even a fit in that car.
0: Transformers also did that because I wanted Bumblebee after Transformers.
1: Ah, yes, Give the me yellow that Camaro. Car. Yes, please. Thank you. That happens with a lot of movie cars, I totally. think. Totally. Uh, and then Steve messaged us and said. Prices of horses went through the roof, mostly caused by Yellowstone. I guess everybody watched Yellowstone and wanted to be a cowboy.
0: I wonder if that was part Yellowstone, but also part the pandemic.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could be a combination, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because we saw all kinds of like what you might consider to be a hobby purchase or a Mm -hmm. luxury purchase. Yeah. Those things exploded when people's, you know, vacation budgets were cut. Yes. Yeah. or, Or reallocated, I should say. Totally. Interesting
0: though Yeah oh. never would have Thought about that But I guess it Makes sense Yeah
1: I'm sure there's A million of these That we could talk about Oh well, hell yeah Backler and Shawna Podcast is brought to you By Shane Holmes In the new community Of Midtown and Airdrie Shane Holmes Builds three different Types of, of houses Lane homes Paired homes And single family Front drive homes The community is centrally located. You can find all the information you need about Midtown and Shane Holmes at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I
0: just got an email saying I was selected for the draw for Paris 2024 Olympic tickets. Whoa. Yeah.
1: Did you have to enter?
0: Yeah. A long-ass time ago, I I registered for the draw. I always do. I'm just like, you never know. Maybe I want to go to the Olympics. But, of course, now I... I got the, okay, you can buy some tickets,
1: and I'm like, oh. Do I want to go to do the... Do <laughs> I want to go to
0: the 2024 Olympics in Paris? I mean, it would be amazing. That'd be
1: pretty cool, yeah.
0: Expensive as hell, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But then I got thinking, I was like, what events would I even pick?
1: Do, do you get to choose?
0: So you... Yes, but you're not. it's not that you're going to get those. Now it's the next draw, essentially. So uh, you can pick the top three events you want. And so I, what are the big ones? Well... I, at first, I was like, well, some of the diving events would be pretty cool that would to watch. be sick. Yeah.
1: Like, even over, when I've been over at MNP here and there's yeah. been a diving competition going on, or even when they're training, like it's so cool to watch. Yeah. Such a cool sport.
0: And at first, I was like, that would be my number one. But then I was like, what about the 100 meter dash? Yeah. Like being yeah. able to see that live, like that's one of the, the big, big ones in the I'm Olympics.
1: Sh- I'm sure tickets to that, tickets to like the swimming finals and stuff are yeah. all probably quite in high demand. Yeah. Uh for me the answer it's it's not even close it's it's ping pong it's table tennis. Oh my god. You're like right. that would I, if I could see one thing at the Olympics it would be table tennis and
0: man and then they have I forgot they have like skateboarding in the Olympics now. Oh
1: yeah, that'd be cool too. Do they have really surfing
0: cool. events in the Olympics now? I know that was a discussion but oh, there's so many. Can not surf in Paris? No, you can't. <laughs> surf in the river somewhere. I'm picturing Paris yeah. on
1: the map you can't surf no. it. No.
0: Um Yeah, it's tough. It's but you're right. All of those sound awesome.
1: The athletics would be cool. Like it'd be even really cool to see something like pole vault in the Olympics. Totally. Right? Yeah, some of the weird ones. I don't know if you could go wrong. Yeah, it's true. I think anything would be would be a lot of fun to watch. Man. Do I buy it's him? table tennis for sure. Yes,
0: like, no, you're right. I would love to see that live. Seeing even on it's thrilling. It's unbelievable. It's, it,
1: it, it's a different game at that yeah. level. And oh man,
0: can you be reported, guys? Like it's just, it's so different to see ping pong live. Like oh my god, a big fan of feed.
1: Big fan of Chinese table tennis legend Ma Long. No, I would I would wanted to get a full Ma Long kit. That's amazing. So you could do that. I'll get a poster.
0: Could, Can I print out a poster and try and get it signed for you? you if could do I go, that. yeah. We're a
1: full mall long ping pong kit. Okay, <laughs> I will. Yeah. Just be for me. She
0: cheering in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's me, Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
1: So you may have seen or heard that the MLB has instated a pitch clock for the season. Yeah. So pitchers have, I believe, fifteen seconds between pitches, mm-hmm. and then it's something like twenty-five seconds between batters or thirty seconds. I have to double check that but um it's already served to speed up some games like i saw the game the other night between i forget who it was but it was like two hours and 15 minutes or something which is short for a baseball game that is yeah and especially in the playoffs like some baseball games can drag on forever when they're bringing in all different kinds Five, of pictures six
0: hours oh,
1: yeah it's some really really long really long baseball games yeah. i don't like baseball but i mean you gotta within reason right it's pick true. it up a little yeah um but there's been some funny things happen already. Like I've seen some highlights where, you know, a batter won't realize the pitch clock is, and they, you know, there's there's a walk then because of it. Or, right. So it's yeah. going to take a little while, I think, for the players to get used to to a pitch clock. I've seen some pitchers changing their delivery because mm-hmm. they don't have time to do their full wind up with this pitch clock, uh, and even the commentators. You got to think, like, if as the, from the broadcaster's perspective, baseball announcers are used to like taking. Long pauses and
0: yeah, normally they you know, have a lot of time to fill,
1: yeah, a lot they of time tell to tell stories that are unrelated yeah. to the baseball game. And I think that's all probably going to be tightened up here, so there might be some growing pains,
0: yeah, which is kind of too bad. Because one thing that I do like about baseball is something you can watch while you're doing other things because there's so much downtime, yeah. And that's the one thing I'm going to miss. Like I get it, yeah, you're you know, you need to speed up the game probably, but I I kind of like that about it.
1: If you want to keep fans' interests, yeah, yeah. You um, speed it up, and you can still do other things while you watch. It's but true. They're just it's just going to have a bit of a better pace to it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm I'm a fan of the pitch clock myself. Yep. Um, for Buck and Buck and Dan Shulman, Blue Jays broadcasters. Yeah, I mean that should be an easy adjustment for Dan, you would think. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful night at the ballpark for some spring training action where not only are the players getting used to the new pace of the game thanks to this pitch clock, the
0: broadcasters are too. This reminds me of a time back in the 1972 season, Buck, when they attempted to speed up the game Dan, we're going to need you to pick
1: up the pace. Shouldn't be tough as you are a robot.
0: Dan is reprogramming to 110% speed. Faster still, Dan. Dan is reprogramming to 150% speed. This reminds me of a time back in the 1972 season when no, they... No, Dan. That's too fast. When they attempted to speed up the game of baseball and now for a quick trial run, it was immediately dismissed as baseball peers so were not a fan. I wound up doing more. Podcast.
1: My mom sent me this map of Europe and it shows each country and the opinion of its citizens on this question. It is a child's duty to take care of an ill parent. Mm. So as your parents get older, as they need a little more assistance... These are this, these are the differing attitudes in Europe as to whether or not that responsibility falls to the child. And there's quite a discrepancy. Like uh, in Scandinavia, in Ireland, in the UK, like it's in the 30% range. And in Eastern Europe, it's as high as like high 80s, low 90s. Yeah. So that's just a cultural difference, I totally. think, right? In some cultures, like as your parents get older, it is absolutely your job to look after them, right? Well,
0: we've talked about that before and how I think it's... I mean, it's kind of sad here because a lot of people don't feel it's important to look after your parents. And I think there's there's a difference also between looking after your parents and, you know, having them full time in your house versus like that. Also, I think varies a little bit. But, uh, yeah, there are certain cultures where you you are con you your parents become fully your responsibility. They live in the house with you most yes. of the time, and uh, a lot of people around like my neighbors when I grew up in Brampton, everyone lived with their parents
1: with their like their elderly parents,
0: yeah, and a lot yeah. of them were East Indian, and that yeah. was part of the culture there and I thought it was it was pretty damn cool because their parents were always there to look after the kids. you looked after the parents when they got older. It was a very communal way of living, okay. I mean,
1: you even see it here in Calgary, you'll see, you know, houses, especially that are owned by people who have come from other cultures that will have basement suites and stuff specifically for the grandparents, right? Um, But you will get to a point and depending on how long your parents live and how healthy they are in their older years where they will need a lot of care. Mm -hmm. And if you're also, you know, working, raising kids, that is, that's a lot. Totally. That's a lot. So would you, I mean, would you have your parents move in with you? As they get older, as they need a lot of care.
0: I I mean, if I'm working, I probably can't. Yeah. So, but it again, that's different than like kind of just ditching them entirely. Like, I would definitely want to be helping them in some way, whether it's yeah, having live-in care or Mm -hmm. them going to one of those like places where it's like a a slightly elevated an assisted living facility. Yeah, yeah. But it's it sucks because I've thought about this a lot because my my whole family is spread out all over the country. Like my sister is in Vancouver. I'm in Calgary and my parents are Toronto right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot about what's going to happen as they get older and they need assistance and I'm going to want to be closer to them. And none of the kids are there.
1: Yeah. 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 What about a financial responsibility? Like I I know your parents are probably quite well set up for, for retirement and for whatever care they might need. Mm -hmm. What if your parents weren't like, would you feel after everything your parents do for you? Yeah. Would you feel a responsibility to look after them financially? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think so, um, yeah. and I think, but you know, my parents should be okay in that regard. Um, but I know, like, it can be, it can be like a like a full time job almost, right? Yep. Like, even you know, as my grandparents were getting older, they had they were living in you know facilities with care. Mm-hmm. But even but for my mom still, it and that, that was like splitting the duties with some of her siblings. It was it was so much work for her, right? Yeah. So I know. On top of her, you know, her own full-time career and her kids. Yeah, I was
0: really lucky because my grandparents were all fairly self-sufficient right up until the last little bit.
1: I mean, that's ideal, right? It
0: it is. They were still, you know, a couple of them went into assisted living facilities. The other two, though, just kind of passed peacefully and they were totally fine before that. It was like, there they go. Hmm. Which, again, is ideal for me. That's what I would like to, you know, how I like to But if not, yeah, and they need a ton of care. That's a very stressful thing No for, kidding For kids Especially because What if you can't support them financially Yeah
1: What if you're struggling on your own In this economy yeah. I know. An aging parent in this economy yeah. It's incredible The cultural differences on this map though Like like yeah. you said In some cultures There's no question Yeah you look after your parents mm-hmm. And like in Scandinavia It looks like You're on your own Like if You get old Bye Sorry Sorry who's this <laughs> It's your dad The Beckler and
0: Shauna Podcast Temology
1: With Shauna Got a couple of etymologies yes. for you. Her. How do you want to take these?
0: Uh, well, first off, we'll jump into the one that Nicole asked me for. So uh, Nicole messaged and she was like, where does the term open sesame come from? And she said, I read that maybe it was supposed to be open says me. And she wanted me to look into the validity of that.
1: I've heard that too. Uh, yeah.
0: So no, no. The phrase open sesame comes from the classic story, Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Which Uh is from the book One Thousand and One Nights, it's very similar to the Aladdin story, but uh, it's the phrase that he uses to open the cave where the thieves hid the treasure. And so he says, open sesame, and that's the first we ever heard of it. So people are wondering, well, why would that be what he says, to open this cave? Uh, Some think it may be from the Hebrew word seizma, which just means password.
1: Okay. Yeah, you can see how that translation could happen.
0: Yep. And others think it might be a very literal reference to sesame seeds, which you have to open to crack open, essentially. So just saying it as if it was a sesame seed and using that kind of visualization. So, Uh,
1: I wonder where Sesame Street draws its name from. That's a good question. Is it from that Arabic folklore or is it from...
0: I'll have to look into that too. I, seeds? Don't, I don't actually huh.
1: know. Okay. I do know. Um, this request comes from friend of the show, Dwayne, who listens from the Wickwemekong First Nation on Manitoulin Island out in Ontario. Yep. Dwayne listens every morning. Uh, he So he, this is his etymology request. Duane. He's got a pretty cool story. So his son is just finishing up high school, and he is an exceptional piano player, this kid, and he's almost entirely self-taught. Oh, that's awesome. And piano seems like just an incredibly difficult instrument to try to learn on your own okay. without some... Some instruction. Yeah. So I think he's had instruction in, in recent years, but he mostly taught himself. And he's blowing through the Royal Conservatory tests of Music right now. Very little training in theory. But Dwayne said someone recently referred to him as a prodigy. And he was w- wondering where the term prodigy comes from.
0: Well, that's amazing, by the way, for your son. That's so cool. Yeah. But uh, this one's super simple. It comes from the Latin word prodigium, which just means omen or prophetic sign. Okay. So it's pretty much stayed the same
1: throughout Omen or prophetic—that's so much darker than the way we use it today, isn't it? Yeah. Typically, a prodigy is like a good thing.
0: Well, you can have a good omen or a prophetic Uh, sign is a good thing. I I
1: think of omen as a bad thing. You're
0: right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, And then one more quick one that I stumbled across recently, but the word ninja. Hmm. Where does that come from? Uh, so Chinese "nin," which means stealth, and "sha," which is person. So ninja just means stealth person, which ah. makes perfect sense. And now I want to refer to all ninjas as stealth people.
1: Etymology with Shauna, the Beckler and Shauna podcast. So everybody knows some of the more famous places with really funny names. Uh, Balzac being the front runner in these parts.
0: Yeah, Balzac will never not be funny yes. to me. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> Did you know there's a town in Kentucky called Isle? No. It's actually, a, it's, it's actually now a neighborhood of Louisville, because it's been swallowed up as the city oh, has grown. Okay. It used to be its own town. Now it's a neighborhood in, yeah. in, in Louisville called Penile. I'm not actually certain on the pronunciation. I think I might be saying it wrong. Oh, okay. So on the, it's
0: not Penile, <laughs> but it looks like Penile.
1: The Wikipedia page doesn't have much about the town of Penile, but it specifically it has the pronunciation. It says it's pronounced, and then I it just wrote it with like an accent in one spot, and That's I was like, really I still funny. don't know how to say that. I'm probably going to keep calling it Penile.
0: Penile it is, yeah.
1: So normally you don't need to put the pronunciation there unless you have an... Like penile, yeah, uh, and I think I'd still maybe cons- if, if penile or
0: yeah, which is probably how it is supposed to be pronounced, penile I guess, or something like that.
1: Um, penile is really funny though. It I is. I might consider changing that, even if it is pronounced differently.
0: It's really funny you bring this up because a friend of mine is from New Brunswick, Brunswick rather, was telling me about a place in New Brunswick called Atholville. 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 And I was like, like that sounds like it? somebody, A T H O L, Ville. Okay. Kind of sounds like somebody with a lisp saying, ah, Holville. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I live in Atholville. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, where are you from? Atholville. <laughs> you? Like, I really hope that the residents of that place are called Athols as well. <laughs> I'm, I know that's super immature, but he said that. I'm like Atholville, really? Yeah, where
1: are you from, Atholville. It's how my son Brigham would say it. I know.
0: Do you have a list with his
1: little guy accent? How do you say right? that again? Why don't well, you guys go back to Athelville? That's
0: what I. That's every time I'm like I. I would not not be able to think that way. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Ticket scandals are a hot-button issue these days, with the controversy over Ticketmaster pricing and the idea that secondary ticket sites are profiting huge on popular concerts and events. But these issues are nothing new.
1: In fact, Calgary was part of an enormous ticket scandal back in 1988 during the Winter Olympics. Actually, a number of ticket scandals occurred during the Games that resulted in a lot of anger, especially from local Calgary residents.
0: Leading up to the 1988 Calgary Olympic Games, demand for tickets was extremely high, which resulted in many events being sold out a year in advance. However, residents of Calgary had been promised that only 10% of tickets would go to what they referred to as, quote, Olympic insiders, that is, Olympic committee officials and sponsors, for example.
1: But this turned out not to be the case. The organizing committee admitted down the line that actually nearly 50% of tickets went to insiders, almost half.
0: This made it nearly impossible for any residents of the host city to attend any events. On top of this, the Olympic ticketing manager was later charged for theft, fraud and forgery. The reason? It turns out a modified ticket request form was sent to Americans that required them to pay in U.S. funds.
1: At the time, the American dollar was trading 40 cents higher than the Canadian dollar, meaning Americans were overcharged by 40% per ticket. The manager was later sentenced to five years in jail for this debacle.
0: In an attempt to remedy the situation and open up more tickets for residents, the Olympic organizers then spent $1.5 million to add 2,600 additional seats to the Saddledome.
1: They also changed the closing ceremony's venue from the Saddledome to McMahon Stadium as it could hold twice the capacity. Because of these alterations, the Calgary Games offered a total of 1.9 million tickets for sale.
0: This was a record at the time, but the seating solutions worked as thousands more Calgarians and Olympic fans were then able to access the Games. And what a Games it was. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment.
1: You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side.
0: You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X 92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X 92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.